It's time to mind your business with me, Jamila Lodge. Tune in to find out how to mind your business with BEDC, special guest entrepreneurs, industry experts, and more. Brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. Welcome to Mind Your Business. I'm your host, Jamila Lodge. I am very excited to have in the room with me uh, entrepreneur Ashley Fox and Rob Boyd, both of Empify. So before we get started into the Q&A, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about yourself. I will start with you, Ashley. So I am from Philadelphia. Okay. Currently live in Atlanta. Um, went to Howard University to major in finance, and I never wanted to run a business. I always wanted to work on Wall Street. Okay. So graduated Howard, worked on Wall Street, and my job was to work with millionaires and billionaires. So we managed their assets. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot, but I felt like for something we're using every day, mm -hmm. why isn't it taught in our school system? You shouldn't have to major in finance, work on Wall Street to get exposed to this information. So I no, quitting my job with the intent to serve the 99% that Wall Street often overlooks. Mm -hmm. And so I created my company, Empify, which is the word empower, modify, merge together. And we are a fintech startup that's revolutionizing how adults and children learn how to build wealth. Okay. Um, fast forward to today, um, between losing everything, figuring life out, 10 years later, um, Empify is an international company, a global brand that is financially empowering adults and children all over the world. We have our tech arm, the Wealth Builders Community, which is like the Netflix of finance. So adults from all over, including people from Bermuda, mm -hmm. have access to financial tools and resources in the palm of their hand in a community-like environment. So I ended up becoming an entrepreneur because I wanted to change the world. Okay. And I ended up figuring out how to build a business that can be profitable but could also impact change to help close the wealth gap. I love that. Well, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, tell us a little about uh, you. I'm from Durham, North Carolina. Okay. And also went to Howard University with Ashley and now in Atlanta. And starting out you know, early in life, uh, I was surrounded by a lot of, you know, what we'll call chaos and mayhem in my neighborhood. And one of the things that I always felt was that I was different mm -hmm. and that I had a gift that I really couldn't understand and really didn't know how to explain. Um, but I played sports growing up, playing basketball, mm -hmm. and realized I was a leader okay. in that space. I was always the captain of the teams, even if I wasn't always the best player. And I started to ask myself, you know, why was I always, you know, the leader of the team? And I realized that I just had this courageous gift to always <coughs> try new things mm -hmm. and try to be, you know, the best. Mm -hmm. And I think that gift throughout life has just enabled me to get to a point now where I can help people with one of my gifts, which is also math and numbers okay, and understanding finance and also understanding, you know, how to move through life in a way where you might have had emotional challenges mm -hmm. uh, that have happened, losing, you know, loved ones, losing, you know, different things throughout the course of life. And so I think one of the best things that I could share, you know, with people is a gift that, hey, here's something that you could use to improve your life. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that I always wanted to do was help the people around me. Uh, it started out as teammates, and now as people, you know, every, in everyday life to say, hey, I can help you with your money, mm -hmm. help you grow as a person. Uh, so that's what I would say I am at the core, mm -hmm. and I just learned how to do that with finance. So that's uh, it's interesting that you say that. So you, you basically always were a leader, always had a desire to help people, and you also wanted to share your knowledge. Can you talk a little bit, is that what drew you guys together? Like, how did, <laughs> how did, how did, how did you guys form this partnership? Um <laughs> You want to tell us So, Rob and I were at Howard, and Rob, I, I started to cheat off of Rob and Econ because he was really smart. Yeah. 
And he was one of my smart friends. So while I was out partying, being cute with my my, my girlfriends, <laughs> me and Rob were like reading books, starting businesses, making money. Um, but we always had a, a connection for something bigger okay. outside of just the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Rob had his job, Rob was about to quit his job when I was about to quit my job. So I was like, hey, Rob, let's just quit our jobs. And like, hey, let's go teach the world finance. And yeah. like things just kind of... If you knew us back in college, it all makes sense. Okay. But in that moment in time, we didn't know what we were doing. We just knew what it felt like that we were chasing. Right. And so when we started to see the disconnect, and because we're complete opposites. Like, he's, like, really <laughs> calm and, like, really smart. Like, yeah. like he think he operates like he reads encyclopedias all day. Like, and I'm, like, loud. People are like, crazy. what's encyclopedia? <laughs> right, right. Right, 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 right. But, like, he just knows stuff. And I don't just know things. Yeah. I can learn things. Like, he can see things and just remember it. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, ah. And so we're, like, complete opposites. But I think the intention on the world mm-hmm. and what we want to give and the experience that we've had through our different careers and mm-hmm. different lives, mm-hmm. um, I think when, it all, when it's all said and done, the destination to use our experience, to use our hearts, to use our mind to financially change the world, mm-hmm. we aligned. But mm-hmm. I honestly cheated off of him at Econ, <laughs> and he just was like, cool. <laughs> but I think they say opposites attract, right? Like, right. you need that that balance. So you bring the here, he brings the here, and then you meet right, in right. the middle, and it works, right? You right. created this business, Empify, which is designed to empower people who sometimes get left behind. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you were on Wall Street, <laughs> living your best life, making all the money, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, in terms of you deciding, okay, that's enough. I want to now show people how to do what I'm doing for other people. Like, talk a little bit more about that journey because to me that's a selfless act, right? Because you're getting money, you're getting paid, so why stop that and take on the risk of building a whole new business that could potentially fail? And you mentioned some ups and downs, so I'm sure it wasn't all, you know, beautiful. So can you talk a little bit about that and why it was so important? So I didn't think I was building a business. Okay. I wanted to be like our billionaire clients. Got you. And they all created something. Yes. So I started to read the books they were reading. And I realized that even if I stayed at my high paying job, Mm -hmm. if I stayed for 10 years, I would still not be qualified to be the clients that I served. Right. And so I realized they all created something or they invested in something. Mm -hmm. And I got to a space where... I felt called to do something. Mm -hmm. So it was never, I'm going to quit my job, start a business. It was like, I'm going to leave. This program is over. I don't think I want to stay. This doesn't feel right. So I think around that time, I started to operate operate off of feeling versus logic. Okay. So I did what felt right. Mm -hmm. Now, what could happen as a result, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I had no reference. Like, my parents were entrepreneurs. All I knew, and I went to Howard... They didn't promote entrepreneurship mm-hmm. in the school of business. All I knew was Wall Street, corporate yeah. America. So I was actually confused. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I understood enough about Wall Street and money. And I knew that there's no one who could have that experience, have that passion to give it to the world the way I can. Mm-hmm. So I only knew who and I knew why. I didn't know what or how. Right. I left Wall Street and created Empify. Like, I remember I, like, called you, like, <laughs> I want to make the word up, and right. I want to, like, empathize, empower, and modify, merge right. together, because I wanted to give the world something they've never seen or felt before. Mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to create something that they have no preconceived perception mm -hmm. of what it is. Mm -hmm. So everything just kind of gradually pieced itself together. But there was never, I'm going to be a billionaire, right. build this big old business. Like, I don't think I knew what business was. Mm -hmm. I made an LLC because I made up a word. <laughs> Amplify didn't even make money until four years, no, three years later. Right, right. So there was no intention. It was it was a feeling. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we randomly became financial. Rob called me <laughs> and, and pretty much asked me to be a financial advisor. And I had all the licenses. Right. And I knew enough about it. Right. Then we had, like, an event. And, like, 100 people showed up. And they just thought we were smart. And we, like, <laughs> all right. That's how it, that's that's how it worked. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. it started with us. We both were financial advisors. Mm -hmm. And that allowed us to know we could serve. Right. But we couldn't massively impact right because when you're an advisor you work with individuals exactly so like mm -hmm. rob had an office in dc i opened the office in philly mm -hmm. and then we realized we didn't want like this rob actually left being a financial advisor before i did mm -hmm. right. and well, just <laughs> i think well we, what we learned was that with every person we were sitting down with we were educating them right and right. then we would educate them to ultimately you know make decisions about right, certain right. things they yeah. need to do in their, in their finances and then we had this magical idea that this education process could be monetized. Right. Like, this is what people actually need um, before you make a decision on a particular you know, financial product. Right. So I think that was that transition period where we realized that we had the ability to teach money. Because one thing is like, all right, I know how to give you the right product. Mm -hmm. But it's a whole different superpower to be able to teach someone how to make yep. decisions with their money. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we learned we were good at naturally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of where our heart was. Right. But also just, you know, the scholastic things we learned. Mm -hmm. So, like, oh, wow, like, we actually can do this. Mm -hmm. But how are we going to do this? Right, right. We just we figured just, it out. Yeah, yeah, we just knew the why. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that you didn't initially start out with a desire to become an entrepreneur. And this is where you ended up. It also wasn't sexy back in. No, back it wasn't. Either. Nobody it wasn't, was, right? Nobody was. I think I knew that word meant. <laughs> When I, to be honest. No, sexier was working on Wall Street, right? Yeah, it was. But what I think is important that I think is missed a lot of the times, especially in black and brown communities, is the pathway to building wealth doesn't come from working for someone. Right? Well, right? In so, most instances. So yes, yes and no. Cause okay. Being an entrepreneur, sometimes I wouldn't even encourage people to go through what I go through. You have to have something yes. so much bigger yep. than... Then, then, like, I'm in too deep now to even quit. Right. But it was something so much bigger than me that I, I had no plan B. Right. But I do believe you can build wealth having a job that just cannot be the only way you make money. Right. So you can invest in other people's businesses. Mm -hmm. and you can invest in your own business. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that in not investing is going to help you build wealth. Right. Wealth meaning the financial ease and security mm -hmm. so that you don't ever have to depend on anyone for right. money, right? Right. So in this case, I believe that you can invest in yourself, right. start your own business, mm -hmm. or you can you can work in a, in a business but also invest in other business. Right. So like for example... Someone could work at their own job and become an investor and Empify. Yeah. And I believe that they'll be multimillionaires, right? right? Like, but they didn't have to start Empify to right, do that. Right, right, right. So it's not meant for everybody to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and even become a successful entrepreneur. That is true. And and I think that takes a different type of mental fortitude mm -hmm. that not every, like I've been kicked out of places, mm -hmm. moved back. Like I don't have any children. Like yeah. everybody's life is different. But 
You can invest in the stock market. You can invest in other people's businesses that allow you to make money as a result of somebody else's idea. Right. So I do believe you can be employed. It just cannot be the only only, source only of re- reason right. that you're looking to make money. What she said. Yeah, so yeah. You, can, exactly you can do both. <laughs> but I think we live in this world where entrepreneurship is so sexy, but nobody knows the hustle, the, the yeah, grind, what you really have to right. go through. And it's more mental than anything. Yeah. So I think letting people realize that. And, you know, and again, you can try it. But for me, like, I want to go big. It was yeah. never let me start something because I don't want a job. It's like, no, I want to impact the entire world. And I'm not stopping until I do it. So no matter how big we get, mm-hmm. it's going. To, we got to be bigger because right. we have to serve billions of people. Mm-hmm. But that was the goal, not let me start a business. Right. You know, because... Right. I just want money. You no, know? no, like, yeah. yeah so. And most people, like most people that I've had conversations with, that's <laughs> not why they start. It's mm-hmm. not people who are truly passionate and are successful. They started because they want to affect change, right? right? right. They want to do something impactful. And that's the thing that keeps driving them forward when you face challenges. Correct. You mentioned challenges right. and the ups and downs. Can you share some of the things that you went through as you were <gasps> building? He sees things through a different lens. So. Um, he could give you something. Okay. I mean, well, as far as challenges, I think the biggest thing that you know I faced was when I you know started to think about you know going out on my own and and doing things more entrepreneurially. Yes. Before there was you know a formal business. Mm-hmm. I think the thing was how I started to think about how my heart was going to have an imprint on the world mm-hmm. when it, for so much of my life I was guarding my heart and okay. I was you know especially coming up in black and brown communities, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are painful in that experience. Yes. Uh, whether it's being without, whether it's, you know, losing friends, family members uh, for different reasons. And so throughout, you know, the majority of my life, I had to guard my heart because I had to, you know, have the shield up. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, well, the thing that will probably free me in life is going to be, you know, allowing myself to act in a way that was, you know, in line with my passion right. to help people and lead people. And so throughout this process of like what the hard parts were, I think the hardest part was the mental thing. <coughs> okay. To say, okay, yeah, money comes and goes mm-hmm. and and that is made to continue to circulate and flow. But one of the things, the biggest thing I have to give over is like this mental hurdle. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the... When th- you talk about the mental hurdle, can you sp- define like what do you mean when so you say that? Having, you know, recreating your value system. Okay. And that's a mental project. Your heart is your heart. Right. So you, the way you feel about certain things, what you want to help people do, is, is usually consistent over time. Mm-hmm. But the hard part is like, how do I, you know, think about myself differently, be more confident about, you know, the things okay. I want to do. Yep. And, you know, when I have those moments where my confidence is sputtering and mm-hmm. I might not believe in myself and I might, you know, take a couple steps back, the question is how are you going to respond to that? Mm-hmm. And those are like, like the mental parts of mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. And I think... Once you figure that part out, a lot of other things fall into place yeah. over time. But those, you know, mental hurdles show up in different ways for mm-hmm. different people. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was, you know, at that moment, we're leaving the job and we were, you know, figuring things out, running our own offices. And I had, you know, these thoughts where it's like, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. But I know. But you I don't. Start but this, is, yeah. Yeah, this is, doesn't feel right. Yeah. It's like, and, and I was like, I did this for a reason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the, that opportunity wasn't it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that 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 played a role because I thought, you know, taking that step and leaving the job, mm-hmm. I thought that was the win. I was like, oh, I won the game. I left. I quit. You know, it's like, like oh, now no. what? Yeah, now. no, this is doesn't. But I in this first experience, I didn't feel like I was winning, mm-hmm. and I love to win. Right. And I think that came from sports. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a it was a mental hurdle. It was like, well, I got to recalibrate. Like what? What's really important to me? How do I keep my confidence mm-hmm. and not let my mind play tricks on my heart? Right. And that was the the hard part. That was the transition. Okay. And that's 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 it's difficult. Was it the same for you, Ashley? It, it was. It's just it gets a little different when you have to like you have a staff because yes. if you don't have that confidence, there are people depending on you. Mm-hmm. You know. So there have been times where you think money's gonna come in, it doesn't come in. There have been times you got to make payroll. And you realize that everybody has to get paid and you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it is all mental because you don't know what you're doing. So there's nothing to, the only thing at this point we hold on to is past performance. Mm-hmm. But in entrepreneurship, if you've never been an entrepreneur, you can't bank on your success because you have nothing to reference. Right. I mean, 10 years of leaving my job, I got a good resume now. Yeah, but, now you- <laughs> but I had to believe in the idea of what 10 years of of leaving her job, what that actually looked like. And right. so now I look at who I am mm-hmm. and I've dreamt of being her. Mm-hmm. And but it was interesting is now that I am her, I feel like I just got started. Right. So, so I much think, more. Yeah. So I think it's the evolution of you. I definitely encourage people to get some sort of whether some sort of spiritual connection, therapist, because you you gotta be the best you every day, mm-hmm. but you have no real blueprint to follow because you have no reference point and your mind has no reference point. To, to connect, this is a familiar space. You know, from the first time you hire your first employee or you get your first office or you get your first client or that new client, mm-hmm. you really don't know what you're doing. You're only banking off the belief that you've got something and you know the world needs it, but the world doesn't even know you exist. So right. how do I show the world you need Empify mm-hmm. and we've got you and handle what comes with that. And and because you have no reference point, it's not like you have a job right. and you're We're, giving your... Your manual, yeah. you know, right. step by step. We have to create those yeah. Right. Yeah. every step of the way the way we want it done. Right. Like we were talking about now training people to operate in the empathy tone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we don't even know what to reference because right. we created yes. this tone that we want to give to the world that we know works, but what does it mean? Right. But it's like, hey, if you created this word empathy, you created it, so you have to create the entire infrastructure mm-hmm. of it. So there's no there's no rule book, there's no reference. And because there's nothing to reference, you have no passport. Barriers. There's yeah. nothing to hold you down. You Which, can but, just it, do... but it depends on how you look at it. You can look at yourself like you're invincible yeah. and you have freedom. Yes. Or you can look at yourself like I don't what if what if this isn't right? Yeah. Right. Like what if this game plan I'm building isn't the right game plan? And I have no reference point psychologically to say it's right or wrong. So literally every day you wake up and you try it out. And whatever works, it works. Kick, and whatever yeah. doesn't, yep. you got to change it. So, as the, And then you just get to this point, you just solve problems all day long. Yeah. Like, yeah. To me, that's what entrepreneurship is. It's like you are the problem solvers. You're yeah. fixing it. You're like, you saw a problem. People are not understanding or they don't know how to build wealth. Mm-hmm. I do. They do. The people that I'm working for. Mm-hmm. So how do I fill that gap? And so I really believe, maybe I'm like a glass half full person all the time. So I'm like, yeah, but that the, means you have no strength. Some some days I'm not I'm yeah. glass half empty and you yeah. got, that's what he's talking about like you really have to think about what you're thinking about as you're building right. a business yeah because if you're not consciously aware of who you are and your capabilities you can talk yourself out of your own greatness mm-hmm. especially when you don't even know like sometimes I walk into the office and it's like I don't know what I'm doing but every day I gotta show up 
there's a world, there's my following, there's my team. And it's like, I, I'm going to just wing this. And it's like... You know what, Ashley? So, you are not winging but, nothing. I'm going to give you your flowers because I hear what you're saying. But yes, you have moments of doubt, right? right. Yes, you're like, oh, God. Right. But you know what you're doing. Like, you built this business based off of something that you felt that you knew. And no, there was no blue paint. Great. But you no, to- no comes from your mind. Exactly. I with my heart. Okay. So right. it's, it's a different... I know here, here is where the convincing needs yes, to happen. That's yeah. true. And that's that is pro- true. That's the process. That yeah. I know here. I left with here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I think about it, it's like you really want to leave. Be like, here says, yeah. yeah. Right. So so knowing that here has worked for me all these years, I'ma just operate on You gotta of here. trust that. Yeah. But I can't help that this still exists. It does. If I could turn my mind off, I'd be great. <laughs> but, but, but but like she said, I think if we had to sum it all up, yeah. Entrepreneurship is going from being confident in what you've done to being confident in who you are. Right. And what you haven't done, right? Because right. right. you got to right. write that rule book. You can... Who you are is going to be the person that changes the world. Yeah. What we did 10 years ago, what we did in college, does not certify our success in entrepreneurship. Right. You are so right. Like, it's like, yeah. all right, I just got to be confident that who I am showing mm-hmm. up is going to change the world. And if I can base my confidence in that rather than my resume, Yeah then that's the person, no matter what you apply that to, you could, you know, make car parts. You could, you know, create financial education. You make a great point because I think, like now you said entrepreneurship wasn't sexy back in the day. You know, you had to go to university. You had mm-hmm. to get your degree because you had this pathway laid for you. Whereas now you're seeing people, they don't have no university degree. They don't have any. and they're you, don't, mi- you don't need you it. Don't need it. <laughs> you, don't. you don't need it. You don't need it. I mean, it helps. I think you got, therapy, yeah. therapy, a good environment, <laughs> and some good books. Or lead you through. And you straight. <laughs> I every it, it's I, I've accepted. But Howard got me to Wall Street. Okay. Wall Street got me the exposure. Yes. And it got me the belief. So now I take what I saw. You can't tell me I can't be a billionaire yeah. when I've been in their homes. Yeah. I've seen their bank accounts. I met their kids. Mm-hmm. So my level of belief comes from my exposure. Yeah. I now know I have to take my belief and give it to people who have never seen, seen what that. I've seen. And that's all that I can count on. Yeah. But for me, that's what I'm holding on to. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me I can't do this mm-hmm. because I saw this. Yeah. Like, you don't have to believe, but I can't lose that. And and I think, well, sometimes I think about, like, I majored in business. Yeah. I worked in finance. No, there's There was no class that I was taught to prepare me for what I who I am today. Right. But to become who I am today, I had to go to Wall Street. To so I needed the, yeah. college. Yeah. I needed Wall Street. Yeah. I needed all that information to be able to stand here and say, I can do this mm-hmm. for you because mm-hmm. of what I got exposed to. Mm-hmm. So college worked out for me, yes. but it didn't. I didn't go there to be an entrepreneur. Right. I went there to be on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. there's definitely things that college can teach you. But at this day and age, sometimes you have to judge what is your return on investment yeah. because college is expensive. Yes, and it's it like, is. While you can make millions of dollars on the Internet, that doesn't mean that college isn't valuable because it doesn't have a direct monetary gain. Right. Sometimes it's the intangibles that college gives you when you maximize yeah. it. Very true. So yeah. it's not that it's not helpful, but I don't believe any book can prepare you for entrepreneurship. No, I don't. I like, agree. I mean, no, we teach entrepreneurship. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, but you, you are you absolutely can, someone, right. Anybody can read the book. Yes. Multiple people can read the book. 
but it doesn't mean you can play the game right. and win at the game. That's right. So. It's about implementation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even with the Rocket Pitch competition, which you guys participated in as judges, that's the thing. You can have an idea. You can pitch the idea. But it's nothing if you don't implement the right. idea. Right. And then it's also how you implement it, right? It's how much time are you willing to dedicate? How much are you willing to sacrifice to see this thing through? And so one of the things that I think I'm hearing from you both is a theme. You know, you... you um. What the other presenter, Ephraim, talked about doing the impossible. Like people always talk, it's impossible for you to to do this. You can't go to the NFL. It's impossible for you to be the writer, a writer. What do you know about? And, and he was like, Yeah, whatever. I believe in myself, and that's what I hear you guys saying. You believed, you saw when you were in those billionaires' houses what it could be. So how are you gonna tell me I can't do it? Of course I can do it. Now I just gotta figure out how. (laughs) So now that we're talking about the how, talk to me a little bit about what Empify does and how you reach these billions and millions of people all around the world. Tell them. (laughs) Rob's brain as our lead financial educator who just channels great quality information in an easy and digestible way. I think it's really just taking people's story and, and stories mm-hmm. and like we, we all live life, right? Mm-hmm. We all are qualified to talk about life. And once you can take, you know, how we live life and things we've seen and say, hey, here's what you may have been exposed to or what you may know through, you know, just fumbling through life, if mm-hmm. you will. And say, But here's the financial information that can kind of change how you're traveling through life. Mm-hmm. And you can say, hey, here's how you apply this information to your story. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's what we do. We take financial information, the stuff we've learned in college, in our professional lives, and say, hey, we know how this information can be applied to your life. Mm-hmm. And we know <coughs> for a fact that no matter what your life path is, we know a way to start to apply this to your life that is going to improve you financially and for generations to come. And we just got great at knowing people. Because mm-hmm. we are, we all are people, mm-hmm. and say, hey, instead of trying to teach at people, we're going to help them use this information and apply it to wherever they are in their financial story. Okay. And that's the where we thought, like, okay, the information is cool, but the information is not powerful. That's the easy part. Until the you, information is. I mean, you can Google everything it, we yeah, teach. It's, okay. The information is you information. Can't, you can't Google how we teach it. Uh huh. Right, and it's like, right. okay, well, what, in order to know how to teach it, mm-hmm. you have to understand, understand. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in understanding people, you have to start to work on understanding yourself. Right. And that's that mental work. Mm-hmm. So, okay, once we both went through a lot of our own trials and learned more about ourselves and how certain instances felt, how certain. Various experiences felt. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's make sure when we teach this information, we teach it from a place where it's understandable mm-hmm. and applicable mm-hmm. because we know where people are coming from. Because mm-hmm. we felt every moment from, you know, points where we get kicked out of apartments to scenarios where I don't have what I need to have to make the next decision in life. Mm-hmm. And you feel that. Yeah, you It's do. like, I, I feel less than. Mm-hmm. I feel like I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And when you know how that feels, then you know how to deliver mm-hmm. the information in a way that someone feels empowered to mm-hmm. use it mm-hmm. instead of feeling as though this information is above me. Yeah. Right. And that's what we got great at. Okay. I see you. And you can't really replicate that. Like that to me is part of the authenticity that I think people will respond to. Right. I think I always say things are not taught. They're caught. Yeah. Most people in finance, one, want to make money mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Right. But you can't lead with that. 
because people could feel that. Mm-hmm. And if you and the most money you can make in finance typically don't come from the people mm-hmm. who have the most money. Mm-hmm. So it was more of how can I serve an audience of people who can't get this information, can't receive this information, and feel like they don't belong a part of this information. Mm-hmm. And for me, it didn't start out with making money. It was serving the people that Wall Street couldn't talk to because I understood them. Right. And I think once you understand, like Rob said, how people feel, what they're afraid of, you can do the complete opposite. So while we know it's big words and big numbers, well, let's break it down into something that you know. Yeah. And most people don't want to because finance is a business. We thrive off of education. So the better our education, the bigger our business. Mm-hmm. Versus a bank, the more products they give you, the bigger their business. Mm-hmm. There's no need to educate you because okay. we, yeah. have to, we have the great products, mm-hmm. right? And that's fine. So how do we learn to coexist in a world where we make something that banks need because mm-hmm. they need you as their customer? Mm-hmm. We understand the financial organizations and how the banking system works, but we also understand the people and the disconnect to the financial, the financial institutions. Mm-hmm. So we have a very unique perspective because we know what it looks like to truly build wealth in this world, mm-hmm. but also understand what it's like to be teaching financial education in the public school system or the prison system. Mm-hmm. So there's really no aspect of money we haven't seen. So we take all of that exposure and turn it into something that meets the person where they are to bring them to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. So I think you can't take that. You can't take us being able to work with the wealthiest people in the world and, and but then to work with the poorest school in the mm-hmm. neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, and still make it work so much that the school wants us to come back. Mm-hmm. So, and also because we, we also teach a very universal topic. So the color of wealth, it doesn't have a color. Right. It looks like all of us. Mm-hmm. And once you get people to believe that, they'll be ready to receive anything. And that's a mental barrier that needs to be broken, mm-hmm. not a financial barrier. Because you could give people millions of dollars. They, in, in America, they gave out trillions of dollars in stimulus checks and the wealth gap got bigger. Right. How did it get bigger and you gave out free money? It's because giving money is not going to solve the problem. Yep. It's changing the mindset. So if we target the mindset, the money will come. Right. And I mean, again, we've been like, I've been doing this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So like, I've, I've tried so many different things and now it's being able to scale what we know works and build an infrastructure. Another thing they didn't teach me in school. So I can see it. (laughs) I can see it. I know it works. We know how to make money. People want us. How do you make it bigger? You know, having something that works that's profitable and then saying, let's go reach 100 million people in Mm -hmm. one year. How do you do that? You know, so that's that's, that's different. So I think it's a very, we have a very unique approach Mm -hmm. that started here Mm -hmm. where most financial organizations and people and companies start here. Right. And you can win in America with this. Especially if you understand the minds of people, right? But you can change the world when you understand the hearts of people, and that's kind of how we lead. Oh, I love that! I get <laughs> all the warm fuzzies. Um, so it, thirty minutes went fast, right? It yeah. goes fast. Like yeah. I have all yeah. these questions, and I'm like, hold on. But the good thing is that we will have an opportunity to continue the discussion because mm-hmm. you're here for Global Entrepreneurship Week. You have a, we have another conference. You at the men's conference. You at the women's conference. So I'm super excited to see what you guys present. We have more time to discuss. But before we wrap up i want to give you an opportunity to share like what was the biggest or most exciting thing that happened for empify that you were just like we did that what would you say uh i think for (coughs) me i think the most exciting thing was seeing something that we launched digitally come to life in person okay and doing our first large uh event this past summer Mm. you you 
you saw the impact in person. And it's one thing to see, you know, people post things in our app mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like, I did this, I did that. But then, like, being in person and just person after person after person coming to me, telling me, like, these stories, like, Rob, when you said this, when Ashley said that. And I'm like, this is really... It's working. This is really real. (laughs) Um, And I think that was the the point where the the light bulb really went off. Because, of course, we wouldn't have gotten here if it didn't already somewhat get turned on. Right. It was just kind of dim. But now it was really bright Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you see that how this impacts people's lives. Yeah. And the two parts of the word empower and modify, mm-hmm. you see it happening in color, in person, and hear all these stories. And I think for me, that was the moment where I'm like, wow, this was, you know, 100 people in this room. And then ultimately, there's going to be 100,000 people in a room, mm-hmm. in a stadium, yeah. in an arena. Wait till y'all get there. And, uh, and so I think that was like the most recent but big thing. Because there was so many things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think seeing that, um, that was that was for me like, okay. This we doing it. Yeah. Oh, what about for you, Ashley? Um, other than that, I think is when we became a seven figure business. Okay. Um, you spend you spend you know your whole life like I want to make a million dollars, like, and and to know like just what we've mentally and financially went through to see it actually happen, it felt normal, mm-hmm. and I think I had to become someone who believed that we could be a million dollar business. Yeah. And I think for so many years and doubts of not being able to make payroll and leading with what if this goes wrong mm-hmm. or we can't afford this, the moment those stories started to I started to let go of those stories, mm-hmm. money started to come. But the cool part about it is and I've heard this on pl- plenty of pa- panels and books and books, but when you cross a million dollars, it seems so small, yeah. but you now know you can make millions and mm. millions of dollars. So that idea of Empify becoming a billion-dollar business mm-hmm. is, like, so much clearer mm-hmm. because I've seen what we have become, and I'm and it's like I'm willing to go through way Whatever more to, yeah. to, <laughs> to get to that point. And yeah. I think for me particular, specifically in the black community, just being a black woman mm-hmm. – Building a billion dollar business, but not doing it through entertainment or television, mm-hmm. but using the intellect of a topic that the world never truly understood, that matters more to me. The money is the money. Like after a while, you have yeah. money, you buy nice things, that's fine. But it's more about what it represents to the world that we serve. Mm-hmm. Because if you can see that happen and evolve, it makes the world believe that we can build businesses, we can build wealth, mm-hmm. but we build wealth by teaching the world how to build wealth. Yeah. So, once that threshold crossed, it kind of was like, how many millions does it take to get to a billion? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if we did one, two, three, we can do a hundred and yeah. we can build something. And I feel like I just got started. You know, I feel like we just, like, we just had our conference. Yeah. And it's like, wow, we got over 2,000 people in this app. And it's like, well, we know we did to get 2,000, but it's like, we just got to do that about 10 more times yeah. to get, you know, thousands and thousands of people and because we have a, a subscription-based business, we have mm-hmm. a membership app, um, people stay. And one thing about subscri- like Netflix will consistently be a big old billion-dollar business mm-hmm. because you keep your subscription. So as long as we keep the building and we keep the growth, the subscriptions come. Mm-hmm. And now we can create, cultivate an environment, cultivate an energy, cultivate a business 
that people can't live without this. Right. So whether we're physically here or not, we, we're creating something that the world can't live without. Mm -hmm. And that business will always thrive mm -hmm. because they always feel like there's value that's being given. And as a company in its valuation, well, it's a lot harder to run a subscription business because you technically run two businesses yeah. inside and out. But it makes us that much more powerful and valuable. But if, if the world can keep a Netflix subscription to keep them entertained, which why, is not building yeah, wealth. Right. Why what, wouldn't why, you? Yeah. Why, how, can, how can we build something that is just as sticky as a Netflix, mm -hmm. but way more impactful than your college education? Love that. So for me, I think the belief is just, it's still crazy because you got to be crazy to run a business. <laughs> like You really have to be like insanely crazy. Yeah. But the more, the more successful you become and the more lives that are changed and the more accolades you receive, it just adds to your belief system. Mm -hmm. Even when you thought you didn't have it, something happens to remind you, you you've got been it. this far, you could right. keep going. Yeah. But once you cross that threshold of, of making seven figures, it's literally like, I can do this a hundred times more, mm -hmm. but my confidence just got way bigger. So, yeah, so I love yeah. that. You guys are awesome. Uh, I love what you're doing. I can't wait for more people to hear what you're doing. I'm sure that your time here, like you said, you already have people who are part of yeah. your community in Bermuda. Yeah. So the opportunity to expand that community right. presents itself. Um, but yeah, I, I love hearing what you're doing because we need it, right? We need to be part of that building wealth uh, conversation. And I think what you're doing, what you're bringing forward will allow people to do that. So I want to thank you both for spending some time with me, sharing some of your views about Empify, um, and look forward to hearing more when we, when we have the conferences. And then I think I think that's it. Yeah, we uh, minded some business today, and I just want to remind the listeners: if you don't mind your business, who will? Yeah, Empify.com, E M P I F Y, social media um, underscore Ashley and Fox underscore T H E Rob Boyd. Yeah. The Rob Boy. The, the Rob, Rob Boy. Boy. Yes. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Rob Builders community. We got we got we got some we, we got about twelve people from Bermuda yeah. inside of our app. And they're growing and they're building and they're investing. So no matter where you are in the world, you can learn. And we've got people from Bermuda from all over the world learning how to invest and build wealth and starting with what they have. You don't right. have to have a lot right. to build big, but you gotta be consistent to always build. Okay. Love that. Thank you guys again for coming and spending some time with us. Thanks for tuning in to Mind Your Business with me, your host, Jamila Lodge. Tune in next week, Thursday at 4 p.m. Because if you don't mind your business, who will? Mind Your Business is brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.